0: Welcome to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for joining us on this week's program Building the Bakken, the most trusted energy brand in the Bakken today. Can't thank you folks enough for joining us here this week. We've got a fantastic program. As, as always, we are non-political, non-polarizing. We just talk about the facts of the energy industry, the people that are involved with the day-to-day industry, and the communities that live and breathe the oil and gas industry. That's what Building the Bakken is all about, and let me tell you about what we got going on this week. Troy Shrink Target Lodging. The steps keep moving. The wheels are in motion And in terms of the Davis Refinery first greenfield refinery being built in the United States in the last 50 years, happening in Belfield, North Dakota. Troy Schrank gives us an update on target lodging as far as how they're going to house some of the uh, construction workers, et cetera, as they continue forward on the Davis Refinery with our weekly Davis Refinery update. And then we talk with Roe Patterson author of Crude Blessings and the CEO of Basic Energy, of course, Patterson Drilling. A lot of people have uh, heard of that. We talk with him a little later on in the program about his book, Crude Blessings, and he shares his father's story about the rise in the energy industry. And we continue the conversation a little later on in the program with Ro Patterson, Crude Blessings, and he explains how his father shaped his work ethic and drive for entrepreneurship. And then a little barbecue talk a little later on in the program, Rusty Padgett of Shawcor gives a few barbecue tips properly, how-to barbecue tips, so you're not going to want to miss that one a little later on in the program. Rusty Padgett with Shawcor, All that, plus much more this week on Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media walking, Network.
1: I'm talking, I'm smoking, I'm joking with the people that I know.
0: Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch Coaching.
2: When you get to know Eric, and he is so willing to share with you how growing up, you know, his life was impacted by an outstanding mom um, and the challenges that he may be faced, when he's willing to open up and talk about those things you're immediately drawn in and that's that vulnerability um, that i think that he has said he has publicly said it's okay to be yourself Um, and it's it's okay for you to make mistakes along the way
0: to find out more about hatch coaching or to have eric hatch speak at your event or company visit hatchcoaching.com that's hatchcoaching.com Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. In our next segment, we get our weekly Davis Refinery update. and. Just a quick one that came in off the press shortly before that we went to press with this particular show. Uh, Meridian Energy Group, a leader in innovative and environmentally compliant oil refining facilities, announced that they have executed a contract with SEH Design and Build. They are a subsidiary of SEH. Of course, we're going to be talking with Dan Hedrington in just a moment, but I bring this up because... When we recorded the interview with Dan Hedrington, this news had not yet been done, but I did want to talk because it is a recent Davis Refinery update, and this is up to the minute, folks. This just happened. So uh, once again, uh, I did want to announce that uh, they have executed a contract, Meridian Energy Group, with SEH Design and Build. And what's going to happen, that means that civil construction is going to begin on the Davis Refinery site and civil design and construction services for the Davis Refinery. Of course, this announcement comes after the North Dakota Department of Health and the Air Quality Division issued Meridian the permit to construct for the Davis Refinery. Initial construction activities include installment of erosion control devices, stormwater pond development, Ditch shaping to establish vegetation and ensure runoff will be addressed before erosion issues develop to protect surrounding areas and existing waterways. So they're going to do a lot of the land work, if you will, erosion control, stormwater pond development, ditch shaping, if you will. So SEH Design and Build is going to start civil construction on the Davis Refinery and get a lot of that land work done. So that way the water management and foliage and all that stuff is underway. And that is the civil construction begun And the Davis Refinery out in Bellfield, North Dakota. Also, I do want to mention ABC Fencing of Bellfield, North Dakota will be responsible for installation of erosion control devices and installation of the perimeter fencing designed for safety and security around the Davis site. That's ABC Fencing of Bellfield, North Dakota so civil construction has begun on the Davis Refinery. Up next, Troy Shrink with Target Lodging. Well, thank you for joining us to today on the Crude Life Programs. Uh, let's start off by, you know, we do a weekly program up in the Bakken on Building the Bakken Radio on the Davis Refinery, first Greenfield Refinery, 40, 50 years being built in the United States. And I um, got a press release from their, their um, staff that you guys and uh, Meridian have signed a letter of intent in terms of it's some housing. It's another one of those positive steps that the Davis Refinery is becoming more and more into fruition and reality. So um, before we get into some of the other activity going on, let's talk about that specific um, Bakken-Davis Refinery target lodging relationship. So uh, Troy, thanks for joining us today and right out of the chute, what's going on up there in Belfield, North Dakota?
3: You bet, Jason. Thanks for having me. And we're uh, we're you know we're pleased to to be uh, partnering with, with the Meridian Ener- Energy Group uh, on their exciting project in, in uh, the Bakken region. Um, it's been uh, it's been a long time coming, as uh, as you probably are aware. The process that uh, that the ownership group uh, has gone through to bring that uh, project to life is uh, is extraordinary. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're pleased to be a part of it, to be able to support that, uh, to be able to support that great project in, in, in that part of North Dakota. You know, we built uh, the Dunn County Lodge, which is nearly a 600-bed turnkey lodging and hospitality uh, lodging solution there just about eight miles north of Dickinson, North Dakota, back in 2012, to support upstream uh, companies uh, that were, uh, you know, Producing uh, producing oil in the area and and, and largely some other oil filled service co- companies, and uh, it was a just a first class facility with with uh, our employees in there delivering the the service quality we've come to come to a uh, uh, come to deliver on a daily basis, and then the downturn hit as everyone uh, was aware. Uh, you know, fifteen and sixteen things were very soft and. Uh, we spend most of the time in, in that time period with Dunn County.
0: To listen to the full-length interview with Troy Schrank with Target Lodging or to check out other Davis Refinery updates, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Media Network is available on Facebook and Twitter. A lot of the different social media links. We've got a giant network of 350,000. Go to CrudeLife.com and check out the social media links. My name is Jason Speece, and this is Building the Bakken Radio Heard in the Crude Life Media Network.
1: The
0: music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music. Visit thecrudelife.com that's thecrudelife.com and click on the musicians tab this is the moody river band
4: Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Speece.
4: No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online.
3: You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing.
5: Is your boss watching this? You need a raise.
0: Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale.
1: You're my pineapple baby, never be your mango man. My pineapple, baby. Let me be mango man.
0: Welcome back to Building the Bucket Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Speece, and I'm your host today. Up next, Roe Patterson with Crude Blessings and the CEO of Basic Energy.
5: Uh, this is Roe Patterson. I'm the author of uh, the book Crude
1: Blessings
0: crude blessings boy i tell you what here on the crude life and crude oil my guess is this book has something to do with oil and gas what do you think
5: yeah well my my dad was a kind of a pioneer in the oil and gas industry and uh, uh built a drilling company in the late 70s uh, with starting with one rig and uh, today the that same company has almost 300 rigs and it's worth uh, over four billion dollars of market cap so uh Definitely a, a kind of a um, uh, a niche success story.
0: Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Let's talk a little bit about your background, if if you wouldn't mind a little bit. Um, you know, oil and gas is a kind of a niche area, even though it you know it powers so much of what we do, and, and you know I think it was the only sector that added jobs over the last decade. But uh, to you know go into depth like this into detail, there's not a lot really like this from the kind of humanistic side of things so talk to me about your background with oil and gas.
5: Well obviously uh, you know I grew up in the industry once dad uh, founded the company um, you know early on, early in, in my life uh, my dad was a school teacher and a basketball referee he had worked his way through college uh, roughnecking and uh, knew a lot about uh, the oil and gas industry but never really had any designs on coming back to it and um, his brother-in-law and he got to talking over Thanksgiving turkey in 1977 and decided to get into uh, back into the business and then to start a drilling company with one rig so as I was growing up that's really all I ever knew. Um, I I, uh, had designs to uh, you know, in high school, to to leave the industry just like Dad did, I wanted out. Uh, you know, I'm working uh, in high school uh, for my dad, and and even as a young kid for my dad in the oil field, I thought, man, this is tough work. It's hard work. I'd I'd, I'd rather do anything but this. Um, so I was set out to be a doctor and uh, went to college to be a physician. And uh, it wasn't until kind of right at the end of my undergraduate degree that I decided, man, I I really don't want to be a doctor, and I'm not going to be a very good one because my I think my bedside manner wasn't very good. And uh, you know, and I had the call. I had I, I felt the pull of the oil and gas industry. There's a lot of nostalgia with it, and once it's in your blood, it, it's it's hard to get rid of. And uh, and and I felt drawn back to the industry and. and so that's what I did. I, went, I I decided not to go to medical school and uh, went back to work for uh, Caterpillar, uh, actually in their uh, engine division, uh, the large industrial engine, oilfield engines um, in particular. And uh, it wasn't long after that that Patterson drilling, uh, by then, was a about a. 80 rig company um, went, had gone on a buying spree. They had accessed the public markets and had gone and done an IPO in 1993. And by 1997, they were really busy trying to consolidate the drilling market. And my dad talked me into coming back to work for the company. At that time, and I stayed there four years, uh, or almost four years. had a, had a great experience working for uh, Patterson, working for my family. Um, learned a ton about running, not only a drilling company and an oil and gas company, but, uh, but a but a public company on top of that. Um, but uh, later, uh, right before the UTI uh, Patterson merger, um, I decided that I wanted to go out on my own. Um, and uh, really start uh, trading my own water and you know doing doing my own uh, path and so I went out and started some businesses also uh, related uh, on my own um, and I uh, did that for about five years when I uh, decided to sell those businesses and and really cash out um, I really didn't know what I was going to do next and but but uh, the company I work for today, Basic Energy Services, had become a very large client of mine. Uh, I built a lot of equipment for them, and um, had gotten to know the CEO uh, very well, and and so he and I were friends. And he talked me into coming to work for the company, um, and the rest is history. Now I run that company today, and now I'm the CEO of that company, and have been since 2013. So been here almost uh, almost 13 years, and. Uh, it's it's been a great choice. I'm glad I, I chose Basic as a as a home. Basic uh, was a lot like Patterson drilling in the, in the, um, uh, early days. Uh, very. Uh, Employee-minded, very uh, similar ethics, similar uh, you know kind of integrity and core values uh, to the company, and that attracted me. Uh, so um, you know I was used to that with Pat Patterson, and um, so when I came to Basic, um, it was it was it was like uh, riding a bike. You know I I, uh, I enjoyed how uh, similar the companies were, and so it was a, it was a. It was a shoe that just fit. And, uh, you know, little by little, I kept uh, moving up through the ranks at basic. And uh, and then, like I say, I became CEO at, at uh, in 2013 at, at the age of 39.
0: So if you became CEO at the age of 2013, you've been uh, overseeing the integration of technology. Is that fair to say?
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the business has much in the last um, three to, to five years it's incredible um, the business is so, so different uh, you know hardly do we do we do any vertical work today it's all horizontal long lateral um, uh, wells you know the new wells that are coming on now we still do a lot of work to those older vertical wells but, but all of the new wells and all of the technology that's advanced in the industry it's mind-blowing um, what we, how different the, the, the industry is just in just in a three to five year span.
0: Uh, just a couple other questions about the industry and then we'll get into your book. Uh, as long as I got the wealth of knowledge on the line here, Roe Patterson with us and um, the job market has changed significantly too. The the advent of technology has really changed, changed the um, job market. You mentioned the kind of disappearing or the niche industry that vertical wells have become we used to joke five years ago that when the technology started coming and these guys ain't slinging chains anymore i mean have you have you noticed much about the change of the workforce
5: you know it, it definitely has changed it it, it always it it's always a, a kind of a, a strange dynamic you know every, every time i think that that the oil field has really changed. There's, there's still so much that's the same. Uh, but, but definitely the, the caliber of employee and the knowledge that they have to have and their abilities uh, has changed. Um, and so uh, the, the employees in our industry are very adaptable. Um, and and as the technology has, uh, you know, the, that level has increased, the employees matched it uh, with their skill set.
0: Hold that thought, Mr. Roe Patterson, the author of "Crude Blessings" and the CEO of Basic Energy. We're going to continue the conversation in just a moment. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. But we'll continue the conversation with Roe Patterson, the author of "Crude Blessings" and the CEO of Basic Energy. My name is Jason Spees, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Rich
1: living, free.
0: Back to the ways. Oh, 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 back to the
1: ways. Back oh, to oh, the way. Oh, back to the ways. Back to the way. Oh, 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 the, oh, oh,
0: the, the music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com, and click on the Musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band. All
1: we need is four wheels A full gas tank in a few miles left Where all the lonesome souls go
0: Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cast Clay, says about Hatch Coaching.
2: One of our programs was where we asked Eric Hatch to come in and speak to this group, and it ended up being a group of about 90 emerging leaders, um, and talked to them about leadership lessons. And Eric just did a phenomenal job of reaching out and talking about uh, leadership from a very uh, personal perspective. He is one of our best leaders in the community talking about being vulnerable and what that has meant to him in his leadership journey.
0: To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572.
4: Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet the davis refinery a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before the davis refinery working for north dakota meridian energy group inc.com jason speece the most trusted voice in the bakken
2: let's bring in jason speece who is a multimedia journalist in north dakota jason what's your thought on this my dad always listens to jason speece
4: no one does an interview like jason speece Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online.
3: You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing.
5: Is your boss watching this? You need a raise.
1: Well, I was two years old when John Lennon died. Well, I was 23.
0: Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spees and I'm your host today. Up next, Roe Patterson. We continue the conversation about crude blessings, and he's also the CEO of Basic Energy. The continued conversation with Roe Patterson right here on Building the Bakken Radio. Start with a basic one. What was your inspiration behind writing the book?
5: I just thought it was a great story. I was actually talking to my kids one day. Uh, I had an eighteen-year-old son and a sixteen-year-old daughter, and I was talking to them about their grandfather and you know, kind of the legacy and uh, of starting a, a one-rig company that ended up being you know, three hundred rig strong and the uh, second-largest drilling contractor in the world. And and. Uh, you know, kind of how that all developed and it struck me because they just didn't know pieces and parts of the story as much as I, I wanted them to and hoped they would. And, um, you know, it dawned on me that so much had happened of, uh, of that story when they were, weren't even alive or when they were very young. And... I thought, you know, this is just a—that's that's a mistake. It's, it's, it's one of these things that people should know this story. Not not just my kids and my family, but everyone should know this story. It's just because it's a fantastic story, and uh, you know, it's 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 a. It's a life, uh, you know, Dad's life was full of, of lots of trials and uh, and some tribulation. And, um, you know, for, for all the success, there were lots of hurdles and lots of failures, too. And and you learn more probably from the failures than you do from anything else. And, uh, you know, in overcoming all kinds of adversity. Uh, and Dad had a lot in his life. Um, but he had a lot of success, too. And, uh, and this, this mantra of, of doing the right thing and always doing the right thing uh, is a little bit lost in our society today to day. um you know, I don't hear as much of that integrity and, uh, you know, morality uh, talk as as I think I heard when I was growing up. I don't hear enough of that today of, you know, treating people like you want to be treated and really taking care of people in the business space. Uh, because if you can do that at work and you can do that in your business, then, you know, it'll follow you into your personal life, too. And uh, you don't hear enough of that. You know, you, you hear about a lot of cutthroat kind of um, education. Business practices out there, and not a lot of this, um, you know, camaraderie and what's good for everyone, you know, should be good for everyone, etc. And, um, and if it's not good for everybody, then let's don't do it, you know, that kind of. And that's the way Dad ran his business. That's the way he ran his life. Um, you know, it didn't matter whether you're talking about his dealings with competitors, with customers, with vendors, uh, or his employees who were who were so important to him. Um, he treated them the same way. Um, you know, I can remember, I said in the book, uh, one of his competitors showing up in his yard and needing a, a vital piece of equipment because his Particular piece of equipment had failed, and he was in a bind. He was in a huge bind. He couldn't he couldn't get that piece of equipment from any vendor, and, and he knew Dad had a spare piece of, of this particular equipment, and and Dad gave it to him without thinking. You know, he he loaned him the piece of equipment without thinking. You know, here's a competitor. You know, somebody he's out bidding against every day for work, and he, and with, you know, without a moment's hesitation, he gave this guy the piece of equipment. Didn't ask for a nickel. Didn't ask for any. Rent. It, and he just he just gave it, and and that's that's something that I think is missing in uh, in business today and in, in our lives and in our society today. And, you know those that kind of thought um, and process, uh, and so, so that, that's part of the story. And, and I wanted to share it, and I wanted people to hear it, and uh, you know, um, and I wanted to memorialize uh, you know uh, a guy that I think did a did a good job of uh, of just life.
0: Well, I certainly think that's a relevant topic or subject matter, if you will, that part of the story where you're talking more about integrity and um, just some basic uh, um, good old fashioned, honest, ethical capitalism, if you will. And and the reason I wrote that down was because just uh, last week we were having a conversation about a dozen of us were. And it was the, the words were uttered that we wondered if honesty was considered a weakness in today's world. People who are honest were considered weak. And um, kind of listening to some of the things you were talking about there, it kind of went in line with that where uh, it, it, it seems like we're getting to that point now. And I'm looking at the, the recap of your book, and you've got the word faith in there. How important is uh, faith in the oil industry? I've, I've argued for a long time that it's it's a very important vein of the industry. You mentioned in your book, is the only reason I bring it up. You care to comment on that part of it?
5: Um, you know I think you're right it's very important um, in our industry Um, probably in our industry in particular um, you know when you have uh, the kind of cycles that we go through uh, you know ups and downs you you, you dang sure pray a lot uh, you know to get through these bad patches Um, you know uh, for dad I'll just say that faith was a tough thing Um, he didn't come to faith until the end of his uh, life that he developed uh, in, uh through Alzheimer's um is is one of the one of the bright spots in the silver lining of that disease was that it brought him to faith. Um and uh, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is that it shouldn't take a disease, you know, to break you down. Um, you should wanna you should want to uh, you know, find your faith and find your uh you know, relationship with God. Earlier than that, it shouldn't. It shouldn't take a disease to get you there. It did for Dad, but it it should for everyone. Um, And uh, but but I think in our industry, by and large, you know, faith is not talked about a lot. It's a little bit um, uh, whatever, not PC to to talk about faith openly. Uh, But I, I would say in my industry and in my experience um uh, uh, men and women of faith are more prevalent than than anyone would can imagine so um you know i think when it, when it is discussed and it is out there for discussion i find uh, our industry is full of uh, believers
0: another part of the book that i find interesting is the um growing up in a i guess an oil industry household you know um in today's world of startups and you know, startups are different now than they were 20 years ago, even. Uh, the old, uh, take the Apple, those guys started in a garage, it wasn't until they got a couple hundred G's till they got rolling. And, um, you know, a lot of times the oil and gas companies are kind of like that, By the, they just have to be because the fluctuation of oil prices go up and down so much that, you know, by the time you feel comfortable to leave, live a lavish life, well, oil prices are down and now you're eating beans and rice again, so you try to balance it is what I'm saying. but um, what, what, what do you make about like today's current startup culture and just kind of what you grew up with, your interpretation of what you know a business is and then what we're kind of with today?
5: Well, I think the two, well, the thing that I would say is the biggest difference is the where the capital sources are today versus where they were, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, you know, uh, 20, 30 years ago, when you needed capital for a startup, you either went and raised money from, you know, a few close... And,
0: To listen to the full-length interview with Roe Patterson, the author of Crude Blessings and the CEO of Basic Energy, or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links can be found at thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com and click on the Musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band.
1: We all do what we do so we can survive. Now I we'll see it's all been
0: the past few months i've told you about how unbelievable hatch coaching is well don't just take my word for it listen to what greg Taveen of emerging prairies has to say about hatch coaching
3: when i think of the world that i want to live in it's with people that care that take risks that reinvent themselves reinvent their organizations reinvent their industries and eric's a model citizen for that uh he's he's trying to solve problems He's trying to bring people into those solutions. He, he does incredibly well, but he lives generously. I think a community filled with people like Eric that are solving problems, giving it their best, and creating an environment for others to lead and soar and succeed, that's the place I want to live. And so Eric's the type of person that's in in my community, and I'm really grateful for that.
0: To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. 1572. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Speece.
4: No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online.
3: You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good
4: thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota, meridianenergygroupinc.com.
0: Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life T-shirts, now on shale. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spees and I'm your host today. Up next, Rusty Paget with Shaw Core.
1: My name is Rusty Paget, and
0: I work for Shaw Core. We're cooking uh, pork butts. Pork butts. Now, before we get into the pork butts, let's talk about last year's. Grand uh, Pupa championship that you guys won at the Bakken barbecue. This is the sixth annual Bakken barbecue, but uh, you guys took home the first prize last year. Tell me about what it, were you here first of all, and, and what was cooked? Yeah, yeah, we were, uh, I was the uh, chef last year,
1: oh. and uh, it was uh, the uh, first year we actually did it, and uh, we came and we cooked a Santa Maria dry rub tri-tip, and uh, ended up taking first place. Santa Maria, what's the significance behind the word Santa Maria in front of dry rub? So uh, Santa, Santa Maria, California is where uh, basically, you know, the tri-tip originated. So the, the, uh, the dry rub or the, the, uh, the recipe that we used actually originated from Santa Maria, California.
0: Okay, see, so, you know, you got your St. Louis rub, you got your Kansas City rub, which has a little sugar in it. The other one's got a little more vinegar in it. I thought maybe the Santa Maria had like wine in it or something. Well, it wouldn't be a bad idea. No, it wouldn't be, okay. So I figured it was from California though, with the name. So uh, talk to me about what you did last year to prepare the tri-tips to win the award. So,
1: well, uh, basically, so, uh, you know, we, brought, we bought the tri-tips down in uh, in uh, South Dakota and transported them up here since there's nowhere here you can really buy 100 pounds of tri-tip. Uh, and most most companies they or most uh, butchers they uh, they grind up the tri-tip and into and uh, ground beef. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a hard hard uh, cut of meat to get. And you know we just we got we brought it up and we uh, we uh, we marinated them the night before and then just with the with the dry rub let them sit overnight and basically came out here about noon last year or last year and. Popped them in the, popped them in the smoker after, after get them a good char on the barbecue and let it go. How long did you uh, cook them? So you start on the barbecue and you do uh, you do the mop on there, which gives you a good bark, and then so that takes about maybe you know five minutes per side, and then we threw them in the smoker for about three hours, and we uh, we pulled them out when they're right about. Uh, 10, 10, uh, 10 degrees before being done. It's rare, and let them finish cooking sitting outside. Any certain type of uh, hickory, mesquite, pecan. So yeah, we we did use uh, pecan wood, oh. and we had we had it brought in from a place in uh, in Colorado actually for the uh, for the
0: event. Boy, I tell you, anybody protest, I'm hearing meat crossing state lines. I'm hearing wood chips crossing state lines. <laughs>
1: it's kind of hard to find pecan wood in North Dakota.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, you're not a kidding. Does anybody smoke with birch wood?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I think it would give you a
0: pretty weird taste. I think so, too. We'll stick with just making the birch beer. That seems to be what it's good for. So, Okay, but you guys are defending your title this year, a little barbecue bravado. Uh, of course, barbecue goes with oil and gas, like, you know, peas and carrots and ketchup and mustard and peanut butter and jelly. So how long have you been cooking? Uh, I'm actually, I've, I'm a, I like to cook at home. So I've been, I've been
1: barbecuing and smoking, since I was uh, smoking meat since I was about 18, well actually 17 years old. I'm 36 now, so it's been quite a ways. So you're going on
0: 20 years, you're almost an antique and car standard, so uh, let's talk about the uh, pork butts, you said, that we're cooking today? Okay, we're cooking pork butts today, so uh, tell me about the preparation, the time, the temperature, that
1: sort of thing. So we, we actually started uh, a couple days ago, we started, we, uh, we got the got the meat in a, in a brine solution to help, you know, that helps you uh, keep the meat the meat real moist when you're smoking it. So you brine it overnight and then uh, we injected it with that brine solution and uh, you know did a, did a dry rub on it. And uh, to help the dry rub, we actually did something a little different. Most people use a, a yellow mustard before they put the dry rub on to try to help keep it on there. We actually went a different route. We used uh, honey and, uh, and smeared it all over there and then put the dry rub on that to give it a nice, you know, really nice crust. And also uh, the dry rub is a little spicier dry rub. So the honey brings a, a nice sweet kick to it. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we got that in the smoker last night at 2 o'clock, and we should be done here right about around 3. And, um, you know, same, kind of the same thing, we usually take it out just before it's done, and that way it keeps it nice and moist. And I think, you know, my, uh, my history with, with cooking is a lot of people. That smoke things they tend to leave it in the smoker until the actual temperature that you know it's done at, which does dry out the meat. So, you know, just a word a word to the wise out there: just take it out when you're about 10 degrees before it's done, and ra- wrap it up, and and let it sit there and finish cooking.
0: To listen to the full-length interview with Rusty Pageant with Shakur, or to check out other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Speeson. This is Building the Bakken and Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network.
1: Mind blown, your mind blown. Show you something that's never been shown. Your mind blown, your mind blown, and that's all.
0: that concludes this week's episode of Building the Bakken Radio. I'd like to thank you folks for joining us this week. You can check out all of our interviews, past shows, and other features at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. And we invite you all to join our social media network. If you go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media page, We've got a social media audience and social media presence in many of the shale plays, including the Bakken. That's all part of the Crude Life Media Network. We're over 350,000 strong and growing every single day. And while you're at thecrudelife.com, be sure to click on our sponsors page. Of course, the sponsors make this program happen, whether it's the Dealmakers, Energy Safety Institute, Gas, Techno, Energy and Fuels, Hatch Coaching, or Tidwell Industries. We have some outstanding sponsors here at Building the Bakken Radio, and we invite you folks to please support them as much as you can. If you go to crudelife.com, click on the sponsors page. We have a whole list of them with links right there. And if you're wondering if Building the Bakken Radio or other Crude Life programming is carried in your neighborhood, check out our programs page on crudelife.com. We have a list of our programs as well as the radio stations that pick up those programs. And for those of you that are listening within our network, We'll be back next week at this time on this channel. We appreciate you folks very much for checking out this week's episode of Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Thanks again for joining us this week here on Building the Bakken Radio. Keep calm and crack on. You
1: feel a little dizzy. You're talking kind of silly like you had plans to save the world. Just remember your past only last if you don't take up your when
4: the chilly,
0: seems like no matter who I talk to in the world of business these days people are telling me about the success of hatch coaching. Listen to what Jeff Schatz, superintendent of the Fargo Public Schools has to say about Eric Hatch and hatch coaching.
4: I just thought that his story uh, about how he talks about the struggles that he and his family he went through and having children and how you know everybody has a hot mess. And how, how do you deal with that in life? And I just thought that really resonates well with you know, folks. And so um, I thought that would be a great message for everybody to hear. Well then beyond that, I've also seen Eric um, do uh, some of the other things that he does with emceeing and leading other types of things that he does. He does coaching, I know, with students um, where the principals have hired him to come in and do that. So I just ex- extended that opportunity for him to be the MC, too. He was very well received.
0: For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: Let's bring in Jason Speece who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Speece.
4: No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online.
3: You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing.
0: Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Hey, folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale. Meridian Energy Group of
4: Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, Inc.